a better word, is good. The time came when the ticker tape in the broker's office told a new story. It was panic. Sixteen and a half million shares of stock sold in a single day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Stock Dirty to Me, the number one podcast for beginner investors, all the great people in the chats. Hello, hello. Of course, I am Phil Better, the podcast mogul, and with me as always is our millionaire money mentor himself, Lord Ross, host of Gro- uh oh, Wow, I'm, I'm my Money Grows on Trees podcast. Money Grows on Trees podcast. I run, I, I, I run, oh my God, brain fart. I was, I was sitting on the couch going through the intro, going, okay, I can't forget the shows, can't forget the shows. And I just forgot the shows, mind blank. Um, and of course, the Stock Bro, or one half of Stock Bro's podcast himself, Tony Seismanski, in the house. Guys, how are you doing? Apparently, I have red on my face. So I'm just going to shut up now. Nah, it's good, man. Hey, you've been working hard. We're good. It, ha- uh, it happens. You didn't, get, you didn't get the blue shirt memo, Phil? No, I forgot the blue shirt. I oh. have the blue shirt. It's right here. See, I, I oh, okay. the blue shirt right there. <laughs> uh, that doesn't fine. really count. We're going solid, solid. Oh, I, I apologize. Yes. <laughs> I didn't get the memo. So, you guys didn't tell me in time. I was busy getting all the uh, stuff ready for our amazing audience and that. And we got some questions because last week we took a little break. Um, cause, uh, Lloyd was flying around giving speeches and doing conferences and all that. Mr. Big shot. And Tony was on dad duty, just as important, oh, yeah. just as important as flying around and going to conferences and spreading knowledge. Um, so we asked you guys for some questions. The, uh, email group sent us some questions and on Facebook, they sent us some questions. So you guys ready to talk news or questions? What do you guys want to do? I don't know. I think we need to really discuss the slap first. The slap heard around the world, right? You mean the, every... how they found Will Prince or some fresh prints on uh, Chris Rock's face on the next? Yeah, I, I mean, every show is talking about it, no matter what genre show. So, yeah. I mean, how could we not cover that? <laughs> it's very, 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 very aligned with stocks. It's very yes. Guys, if you think it was fake or real, please comment in the chat <laughs> below because we need to know. We need to take a poll. We're going to get record number of uh, listeners because of we that. already have. We're at 12 already before we even started. <laughs> they knew we were going to talk about the slap. The slap. That's what we got labeled. Label this episode the slap. The so slap. Okay, I'll do it right now. I'll go over. Uh, I'm I'm doing it live, people, so you can see. Uh, we got some it? people who are saying that it's fake. Um, we'll see. Will Smith, uh, he wouldn't make a great investor because he can't control his emotions. <laughs> Good point. But you know what? Hey, we all slip up, make mistakes. Poor old Will. Poor Chris Rock. He's like, Chris Rock's like, shit, maybe I shouldn't have said that. And Will's like, fuck, maybe I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> and hey, we're oh. all friends now. So that's the way it is. We all make mistakes. We got people real. A lot of people real. saying it's real. We got some fake. I think, I, think it, I thought it was fake until he gave his really strange oscar speech that just was so incoherent and made no sense and i was and he's like crying and i'm like what is happening and then i realized like okay this is real because that was too ridiculous a mental breakdown like it was yeah his well his wife uh you know she belongs to the streets as people would say you know, yeah, I yep. don't know what that means. <laughs> you can take the gang, you can take the girl out of the gangster, you can't take the gangster out of the girl. 
There you go. There you go. Got uh, Mark calling in from Tony's backyard. Mark, yes. Always great to see. Uh, we do have a question because uh, where is it? I believe it. Oh, Lashley Cowley is wondering about the Tesla split. Did you guys hear about that? Yeah. Yeah. I heard about that. What do we think? Yeah, it looks like, uh, it looks like they, I don't know if they've announced the details of what the split's going to be, but it's probably going to look something like last time where they did a five to one split. And it also looks like um, they're going to start paying a dividend. So uh, for those of you that are into dividend stocks, I wouldn't say this is going to be a dividend stock. It's probably going to be 1% yield or less. So it's going to be very low return. But I found that kind of interesting because typically tech companies um, that are trying, still trying to grow, because let's face it, Tesla's still pretty new and they're still trying to grow. Um, I'll be I'm right surprised back. they're paying out. Yeah, I'm surprised they're paying out revenue in a form of a dividend rather than investing that into plants or tech battery yeah. tech, right? Yeah. What's yeah, your take on that? Surprising. No, it's surprising. I because when usually you pay a dividend when you have no better places place to put your free cash flow, and so in in the states especially, you would see companies typically repurchase shares before they pay a dividend due to the tax the tax in, in the states you don't want to get income tax hit you so when you're repurchasing shares you don't get taxed on it which is great and that's why warren buffett he buys back a ton of berkshire and doesn't pay a dividend he could have paid a dividend decades ago but he didn't so i think it's weird actually that that elon's gonna take tesla's important cash flow that it needs because it's only just realizing some profits now and pay it out to shareholders my only thoughts around that would be maybe he's looking to attract by a different split, type of investor yeah 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 by doing the split and having a dividend maybe he'll attract some more long-term investors so. yeah there's a lot of people that love dividends but to me if you're a dividend investor you wouldn't be investing in a company like tesla that's going to most likely pay you like a 0.9 percent yeah. yield yeah i haven't to that point where someone just said they said that the split was going to be the dividend so the split is just making it more liquid. It doesn't change anything. It just makes it more liquid, tradable. So it's irrelevant. Yeah, it's, yeah. They have more shares, but the market value is going to be the same. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I, I guess people probably want to know. I mean, we've talked about sp- stock splits a lot and how this changes the value. Um, from my opinion, and based on everything I've seen, it stock splits don't change the value of a company at all it just increases the amount of outstanding shares and the market market value is still exactly the same so like for instance if if one share used to be a thousand dollars and they split it into five yeah now you just have five shares at two hundred dollars and your value yeah. is still a thousand dollars so nothing really changes yeah i think it's more important for people to understand this when a company splits its shares it's meaningless just so you know, it doesn't mean anything apart from it's more liquid, right? For people to retail investors primarily. But what is important about shares is that is a company buying back its shares for a discount to its fair value. So like, for example, when when Facebook, like when just went through its shit recently, is Mark taking the free cash flow and buying shares at a cheaper rate? Or is Bob, Alibaba just increased its share repurchase program up by up to 25 billion now? So Warren Buffett just bought 50 billion worth of stock in Berkshire. So is the CEO or the champ, you know, is the is the board, are they buying back shares when the stock's cheap? 
What you don't want to happen is you don't have a company like, let's say, MasterCard, who's buying back its shares at all-time highs because it's just re it's buying its own shares at record highs. So it's not a good use of capital. And you want to look out for this as well. You want to look out for the fact that are they selling shares into the market when the, sh when the share price is low, which is bad, right? Because they're trying to raise capital at the wrong time. They're selling sh their own stock for cheap. Or are they selling shares at record highs? And that's what you want to look for. And there's this really good book if you want to read it. It's called The Outsiders. And uh, Warren Buffett read it, and that's how I found out about it. But it's about how all the best CEOs manage the capital of the company really well with buying shares, selling their own shares, buying, you know, using bonds to buy back shares at different times, and how they're managing the capital of the company. And in that book, the CEO, I forget what his name, of Teledyne, I forget what his name is, he when his shares were like at all-time lows, like flipping cheap, he borrowed money in the bond market and he bought back a shit ton of shares and the stock went up 160-fold because he knew exactly how to allocate the capital. So when you're looking at good leadership and companies, it's really important to understand those concepts uh, and steer clear of companies that just don't know how to do that. Yeah, there's been a lot of, uh, articles written about that CEO. And I know, um, was it Henry, uh, Henry Singleton? Singleton. Yeah. Yeah. He, um, yeah, he was a very famous case of how to be a really good CEO for, for shareholders and make a lot of money for shareholders. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I know like, uh, he was well respected and admired by by a lot of big time investors like Warren Buffett and other billionaire investors. Yeah, yeah. He's in that book. Uh, like that's the book that really should. I think every investor should read that book. The Outsiders. It's a wonderful book about good leadership in companies because it does matter. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's pretty much all. All I have to say about Tesla. I don't really. I don't own Tesla. I'm probably not going to buy a Tesla even after the split. Um, yeah, same. I'm looking they, to buy they are making money. Their their revenue is going up. Um, I don't know. I just I don't fully believe in it. I don't know. I just it's not really my thing. So I'm just gonna stay away from it. I still think there's a little bit of smoke and mirrors going on, uh, and I think a lot of that value, a lot of their market value is really tied to Elon Musk. And if he yeah. resigns, I feel like if Elon Musk resigns, they're going to lose 25, 30% of their market cap in one day. Right. Yeah, a, lot of, a lot of key man risk, a lot of key man risk. I don't think we did. Uh, yeah, they could, they definitely could. It could be a temporary drop, but uh, we did a poll a couple of weeks ago, Phil, in the group, you probably remember when I asked, how many people own Tesla only because of Elon Musk? And it was like a huge, it yeah, was like it was... 75, 80% of people own it only because of Elon Musk. Yeah. Um, and honestly, they might run better without Elon Musk. They probably but... would. It'd probably be a more profitable company because they'll be able to do stuff without having to worry about what he's saying and will the SEC. He never really or... delivers on anything he tweets. Uh, he's obviously a really smart guy, but... He always tweets about all he's these things PT, they're going to do. He's a PT Barnum. He's good at creating oh. a craze. I think but, he's probably like a clever version of PT Barnum. Yeah. Like 
he's an engineering version, right, of PT. Yeah, that's I all think he is. He's very smart. It's just yeah. he's a showman. You know, for sure. yeah, he's definitely yeah. A he's a showman. Yeah, yeah it, showman. they're all following what uh, Steve Jobs did with Apple. Like no one before in the tech world was would come out and put on this glorious show that was entertaining yeah. and amazing, and so. Steve Jobs started and then all the other companies started doing it. And then Elon Musk is just the next iteration. He's like, because I'm using social media to have those world stages at any point I want. I think yeah. the important thing to remember, a lot of people forget is Elon Musk is not the inventor of Tesla. He's no. the C he came on years after as a he CEO. Bought, he bought the rights to the name founder. The actual founders are not allowed to say they're founders of Tesla. Cause when he purchased the company, he purchased the 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 founder as uh, as the title of founder. So, okay, I didn't I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, still so still a clever guy. I think. They're oh, taking, yeah. oh yeah. Oh yeah. I think that I think they're taking Starlink public, so that'll be interesting. Ooh, that's going to be interesting. Uh, just so that everybody yeah. knows, in the show notes, the link to the Outsiders, the book Lloyd was talking about. There's going to be a link so that you can purchase it uh, off of Amazon. Um, go ahead and buy our course too. Buy my course. Yes. Well, <laughs> that is some of the questions we had. We actually to jump into the questions. Make sure I have the right one up. Here we go. Because uh, I want because I have both windows up here. Um, here we go. We have uh, Kevin Wells was asking randomly if we had courses. I know Lloyd, you have uh, uh, a course for micro investing and stuff like that coming out. Or yeah, I have a replay. I did a workshop the other day with it. It's probably yeah. It's uh yeah. I mean. We should do like a um a special episode where we talk about this education stuff and do a collab on it together where it's like we can talk about this because I think that people do they need to learn and typically when people pay they pay attention mm-hmm. and so if we can maybe we can create some cool offer with the courses and stuff and build up this really cool and maybe we could even create a separate Facebook group just for that particular thing and put some cool extra value in there for them. So we should maybe do an episode where we just let's pull together our, our our content and stuff, create an offer, and let's just give it to like you know top ten, you know, and really help them. That would be cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I would say we we have a lot of like I know people freak out when they have to pay for anything, but you really do learn a lot more when you put having an, an actual financial investment, and yeah. it's not that expensive. And there is a lot of free info in our group you can search through all of our topics there's a ton of free info but we're talking more of like giving you like a step-by-step guide yeah and starting from ground zero rather than like trying to squander up all this information and put it all together and figure it out yeah Yeah. and and also teaching people to be their own best stock pickers and not just have to ask all the time hey should i buy you know gme and should i buy amc and blah 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 that's that's point that's a short-term money game um yeah so we should do that we should create some awesome offer and just put it out to like the first 10 who just really who really want to move themselves forward because what i've found in coaching and teaching people for years is that when they pay they are fairly accountable to showing up and learning and if you look at universities people pay what say 30 40 50,000 for a degree and uh, they show up to class <laughs> if they didn't pay for it they wouldn't go but what's interesting about university doesn't teach you a lot of practical skills so I think for a very cheap price, you could do that with us and you could really kill it. So well, let's, let's think about that. That's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Lloyd's a millionaire investor, self-made, right? I mean, uh, Phil's 
basically a, a podcast entrepreneur at this point. He has so many yeah. goddamn podcasts all over the world. Now he's doing podcast uh, productions all over the world. Yeah, I got Lloyd's and, in Australia. Yeah. I got some in uh, in Europe. I have a couple in uh, in the States and, of course, mine in Canada. So international. You, you're... Uh, he's an economist. Oh. <laughs> we have an economist. I do have a degree in economics. Yeah, and, there we um, go. And I have sold 200 courses now for my investment course. Yeah. Uh, 4.7 star rating out of five. And, uh, you know, I don't have millions of dollars like Lloyd, but, you know, I have a a substantial. Yeah, I just hit like 60,000 invested this this week. So, yeah. Let's um, let's do this. Let's put something together that's really cool, really exclusive, really just for those in this group, because there's 50,000 odd in this group, right? And yeah. surely there's people here that really want to work closely with someone or ask to really move themselves forward. So think of it more of an education experience, not a, a go buy this, do this, but more of an education so we can keep you really level people up, I think. And let's do that. Maybe we should even too with that, we'll make an exclusive stock pick uh, beginners group that's just for those who have actually moved to that next step. So we can see and, and work with people more closely who's serious. Because this group's amazing, but I think that's the next step for people to take because I think they're stuck. Anyway. Yeah. We could start yeah. out with a ground level type of master class. Yeah. And yeah. then once you graduate from that, we can talk yeah. about picking individual stocks. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Ooh, we got a question for Lloyd here. I'm just seeing who it is. Uh, this is not the one I wanted. It's this one. Um <laughs> Olicia uh, Kali is asking, Lloyd, when did you start investing? At what age? And how long did it take you to become a millionaire? Yeah, good question. I started investing, I think, when I was 23. Um, I'm 38. It took me about, it took me longer than what it should have. It took me 13 years, I think. 12 years. Yeah, but that's really good, though. 13 years is I don't know. I used to think that, Tony. But now I'm like, I see these, (laughs) I don't know. I... Yes, I'm happy and proud about that. And yes, it definitely is good. But I think had I have just taken things a bit more seriously earlier, yeah. I would say this if I had taken bigger swings, bigger risks, I think I got too caught up in the diversification bullshit. And what I didn't realize was some of the best companies in the world are so much they're so safe that I just yeah, I, I got caught up and I think they're my lessons, but hope that answers your question no yeah that makes a lot of sense honestly i think the average person though if you're going off the average person uh and that's kind of what we have to like tailor it to if we're going to start out this beginner level because the average person in in the united states or you know that's a lot of our our uh members are in the u.s is making you know 50 60 70 thousand dollars a year and um as someone that's been a little bit above that level, above the average income level myself. I know how it is to to kind of struggle for a while and try to figure out how to save money and and yeah. get to that point. And it, you know, it took me five years. In five years, I hit a hundred thousand dollars between like cash and investing. You know, all of my assets. So any yeah. if I can do it, you know, making a pretty modest salary, anybody can do it in the group. So yeah. Um, I, look, here's the thing, though, too, to touch on that, Tony, is a good point, is you will, it will take time, and you not struggle, but it will take time uh, if you've got a job and you've got a capped income. So, like, if you can only save 20000 a year, you can almost, 
I can tell you to the day you're going to become a millionaire. We can even do that exercise in our court, in our, in our program. Yeah. 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 But here's the thing. I realized that and I wasn't happy with that. <laughs> I was not content. I'm like, I ain't fucking waiting. 18, no, no way. How do I get up? Yeah. So I started looking for ways to make money, extra money. And I had this intention that I was going to put it all into stocks. And that's what probably changed me and accelerated me the most. And that's what I think people don't understand. I'm like, yes, you can invest your way to wealth, but the more money you can get your flipping hands on now with, with trading your time for money, do it because it's like the earlier you get that money into the stock market, the better. You got to find ways to increase your revenue because you're, yeah. you're only going to be able to save and invest so much. That's right. Yeah. That's kind of yeah. what I figured out. Like I was kind of stuck. In my 20s, I was stuck at like ten, fifteen thousand dollars saved for yeah. the longest yeah, yeah. time. And I could never break that hurdle until yeah. I hit about 28, 29. And then it just I I'm for four or five years, I'm like, that's it. I'm I gotta start making sacrifices. I'm gonna start making, you know, finding ways to make more income. And you know, I got raises at work and you just gotta find ways to do it. And we we'll talk about all that, you know, yeah. we do a course on it. So. yeah, I do this cool. The average party. person can do it. Yeah, I did this event. I did this event where I did a, a sold some of my products at this event a few weeks ago, and I did this um, exercise called leverage. And I think it's one of the key components of learning how to make money is just developing leverage. And just most people just don't understand that concept, and that's why they never really scale their wealth because they can't detach it from their time. And that's truly what you ought to be trying to do, even with your stocks. Like, if you look at the compound interest graph. There's a moment in time where your money grows exponentially without your effort and time, and that's infinitely uh, scalable. And that's really what you want to get to. And this is why I'm so pedantic in the group about saying, hey, don't be a trader, be an investor, because at some point in your life, you'll definitely want your money to overtake your time and effort completely so you can never catch it. Like I think the other day I had like a $96,000. Did I share it with you guys? I had like a $96,000 day. Yeah, yeah. Now I know that it's not always like that and so on, but it it just shows you that like by doing nothing later, you can have these massive moves in your money, right? But of course, it's very hard to see that when you first start out. Oh yeah, it's so. Yeah. <laughs> it took me forever to get to ten thousand invested, and then after I hit ten thousand, it just kept. It was so fast after that. You get to twenty, yeah. thirty, forty. It's so fast. Um, I yeah. would say the best free tip I can give people. Um, and the easiest thing you could do is max out your 401k because that's free revenue. Like, cause yeah. you need to find ways to increase your revenue. That's free revenue. Yeah. And it's such a big difference. And, but I think the most encouraging thing Lloyd, is we have a lot of people in the group that are older, like 40 and older, right? We do have younger people. We have a good mix, but there's people that are, might be fifties and their sixties. And it's encouraging to hear, like, if you you became a millionaire in 13 years, you yeah. know, someone in their 50s, it's not too late for them. They no. can do it. Listen, you know? no way. Yeah, absolutely. I've got friends of mine. I'm going to catch up with them in Sydney this week. They're, they they started a side business when they were 60. And they just bought a, a villa in Tuscany. Jesus. Like, <laughs> like, so how about this for, like, I, I was also in Sydney, that event you took that I went through that, so the one you're talking about, Phil, I couldn't be here last week. There's a friend of mine, her name's Dawn. She's sitting there. She's on the stage. She's sharing her story. She She's made a million bucks in the last few years. She's 76. What the fuck? Like, that's, that's crazy. Amazing. 
That's amazing. So it's only ever about level of desire and and vision and hope and understanding that if you go after things like that, you're going to stay young too. So like this whole like I'm 16, I can't fuck. That's a bullshit limiting belief. You, you got to have, fight. yeah, you got to compromise. You got to make sacrifices right. and you got to take risks. Totally. And hey, you know what? At 16, ain't got nothing to lose. Like what the fuck? No. That's why when I talk to people who are older, they take risk better because they know, hey, you know what? It's a Hail Mary here. Let's go. Like what else would you want to be on, on earth if you didn't want to play big? Yeah, yeah. And there's so many things you can do to, there's so many little things. You could start up, anybody in the world could start a podcast and make yes. some side money. Anybody in the world can create a course like we did, I, you know, and it, you know, it costs nothing to do it. No, Find you put it up on Skillshare, boom, you're done. You can buy a domain yeah. for five bucks, well, redirect about, it to. Check this out. I'll give you guys this. This is what happened to my wife, right? So this is why skills and learning is so flipping important. So people always think, oh, I'm not making money, so I'm not progressing. I'm like, shut the fuck up. You're you're getting skills, so you are progressing. So like eight years into a side business build, my wife's built skills in marketing, you know, communication, talk, all that stuff, right? She's an introvert. She didn't want to even call the pizza guy eight years ago to order pizza. She's too shy. <laughs> so anyway, this is about personal growth because you can only grow your income to the extent you grow yourself. So at this point in time, this app pops up in Australia. You would definitely have it in the States and in Canada because we're so far behind here. But it's called Poor Shake. And you literally look after dogs, right? So like the, you babysit the dogs and they come to your house, you get paid. It's flipping easy. It's the easiest shit ever to turn your house into an income, right? So anyway, she takes her marketing prowess and she puts it on the app and she creates this irresistible offer. And it's like, your dog's going to come over. It's going to get a free little toy. It's going to get this, going to get photos from iPhone and nice, nice photos taken on the iPhone and sent to you, portraits. It's going to get a free ride in the Range Rover, even though if you don't have one, it's okay. They're going to, we're going to take it for a puppuccino in the park. It's like four, four bucks, four bucks here. So the whole offer costs her like $10, but she's charging premium. So it's like a hundred bucks to stay overnight in our house. So like, and you get she, to play with doggos. So my wife this week gets two, she's going to bring it in two or three. She's going to make, she's made 1200 bucks this week. So. <laughs> I, I just want people to know that this whole thing, like I can't make extra money is just a limiting belief. Yeah. You can, especially in the land of opportunity called America, where you can flip and do anything you want. Seemingly if you live in Australia, you can't do a damn thing in Canada. It's kind of in between. Right. So yeah, we have gig live, work. You can, you can, yeah. if you have a car, jump in Uber, deliver oh, Uber uh, eats, man. DoorDash, yeah. all of them. Yeah. It's called hustle. <laughs> Honestly, all you need is a couple years of sacrifice and just working your ass off, and it can go such a long way, you know. And I'm starting to see that myself because I I felt the same way years ago, where I just felt like at a dead end, I couldn't figure out how to like break through. I always stuck at the same level, yeah. And I, you know, I just felt stuck in the mud and. You know, I decided to make a podcast and I met Phil and then you network too. You meet people. Yeah. I met you guys and, yeah. you know, we met, you know, two, almost two years ago now. And, yeah. um, it's the people you can meet along the way and just yeah. find something you're good at. Some people might be good at cooking, make a cooking course, you know, yeah. do what your wife did. There's so many things you could do to make money. So many things. I just think it's about belief, just like, and having mentorship, like if, if we end up doing this thing we're, we're talking about, we could even talk about ways to make some extra money and stuff, give people some ideas and inspire them a little bit with some ideas. But, um, Hey, sometimes that's all people need is that inspiration, yeah. you know? Well, yeah. Absolutely. Environment 
environment is everything. So people say, you know, how do you become a millionaire in your thirties? I had a, my dad was such a good mentor, still is. And like growing up, I saw him hustle, work away, make sales, talk about money, buy a fucking port. Like I saw that and I was close to that. And so that's why having the right environment makes you level up. That's something I'm really thinking about doing is investing in like a two family or buying a two family home and using it as an Airbnb and not and just living in my apartment because I don't need a house and just having some type of side like real estate yeah. is the next step for me. Listen, man, if I was in the what? States, I'd have a two piece house. That, I'd, yeah. get a, I'd get a 30 year fixed rate mortgage because I get interest, uh, interest discounts on my tax for even having a house. I'd lease one out as Airbnb right and then i'd flip and look after some dogs in there too then i'd take my car and uber on the weekends and then i'd invest that in stocks and then have some sort of gig or business or something that i could scale that's what i'd be doing like it's just such a great place to do that you can't do a lot of that stuff in australia because it's too regulated but in the states you can just make money just left right and center i think yeah you really can and it doesn't take much even if you're like even if you're making an extra thousand dollars a month if you're investing that that's 12 grand a year i mean yeah in 10 years that that is going to be a significant amount of money yeah Maybe. well if you put so. away if you put away 500 dollars a week at a nine and a half percent return like even yeah. less than the s&p 500 in 17 years you're a millionaire yeah right now now people are like oh i don't want to wait 17 years i'm like well fuck, you're, either, you're going to turn 57 or 67 or 87 at some point you're either going to turn that age as a millionaire or not so you choose what yeah. you want but the reality is yeah. too, how, many, how much of life do you want to live just at leisure? How fucking boring is that shit? Like, there's only so much sitting on the beach and jet skiing and shit you can do. I'm telling you, like, it's boring as batshit. You don't want to, you don't want to just have your life of leisure. It sucks. So this whole retirement thing, oh, I'm just going to have freedom. It's fucking boring. Find something that inspires you, that levels you up and makes you think and, 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 and grow. And it'll feel like you're on holidays. Or I feel like I'm, this is me working my ass off. Guys, if you're if you find a way to make two two hundred and fifty dollars a week on a side hustle and you invest all of it into the S and P five hundred over ten years with the historical re- return of about ten percent, you'll have almost a quarter million dollars in just ten years. And you only invested about one hundred and twenty grand. So, like in ten years, you have a quarter million dollars. Now you're not a millionaire, but you're, you're a quarter pretty, of the way there. You're pretty financially <laughs> safe with a quarter million dollars in the bank. You're, you, know, you, take, you take a quarter of a million and put into one good stock, right? That you you understand well. That's a million. You'll turn into a million. You could even do oh, it. Yeah. Like what Apple's run up fourfold in like the last however many years. It's, it's so yeah, good. you put in Google, Apple, Microsoft, oh, yeah. anything like that. And in five years, you're a millionaire. So if you take a quarter million, but you got to get to that first, you know, you got to build up to that. Uh, and that's probably what I'm going to do. If when, once I get to a hundred thousand portfolio, I'm probably going to put it all into one stock and let it ride for five years. Maybe like well, Apple or Microsoft. Take it all, take your whole 60, Tony and chuck it in Facebook. Yeah. Take, I, I did put, I did put, some a big chunk of my savings in facebook and i'm kind of right big swing for tony think about it though like think about it like my biggest my biggest position is as a bank but i got half a million in alibaba and it's like i'm gonna put more in because it's you gotta swing big at really good opportunities they don't come around like facebook i'm trying to build cash so i can 
but I want to buy real estate. And that's why that's kind of what my goal has been for a long time. Cause I was going to buy a house, but I really want to buy real estate and rent it out. That's what I want to be. You know what I mean? I want to have thousands of dollars of income on real estate and stock income. Yeah. Yeah. I think real estate in the United States makes more sense from an income standpoint because the yields yields are higher. Uh, the, the the property's cheaper per, pound for pound than here. But it doesn't make any sense in Australia, but it makes no. sense in the States. Yeah. Like if that's you can buy the, that's in- a lot of people are doing that in the States right now is they're buying two family homes and using them as Airbnbs and making yeah. a lot more money than leasing them out in a yearly lease. And yeah. then they're taking the garages. I want to buy something that has a garage too, and then rent the garage out for storage. A couple yeah. of my friends are doing that. You rent the garage, yeah. you rent both floors. You, it's, it's insane. So let me. So the lesson is, if you're taking cash, let's say it's fifty thousand dollars. This is the lesson in investing. Where is the highest and best use or highest ROI in that cash? Because it's easy to get carried away with real estate or that or that. But if you look at the numbers, I think investing in the likes of something like Facebook in the next twelve months, it's a hundred percent return probably. It's very hard to beat that in anything else. So. If you go and buy real estate or something, you're going to actually lose money. So my here's my position. I have almost 40000 in cash, but I'm trying to – I've been trying to put that money into a two-family house. But at the same time, I just had a baby, and I'm paying a crazy amount of, of, for daycare. Like, it, daycare is insane. Yeah. So – and when you have a kid, I don't you guys don't have kids, but when you have a kid, like you start to worry more about having enough money at all times. So that's something I realized, like, cause you never know what's going to happen. So that's always something that, and I'm sure we have a lot of members in the group that have kids that feel the same, but you do have to take chances. I understand that too. So, yeah, I think I was thinking back to my dad, like I've got to bring him on my podcast this fucking week. Yes. Four, four kids. And it has always just taken big risks and lost everything. We should have him on this show. You got to have him on well, this I'm show. Gonna, I'm going to warm him up because he's not so good with the technology side of things. I'm going to bring him on the podcast for a few episodes to tell the story. And then hopefully we can bring him on here at some point. But he's not a stocks guy. I mean, I got him into stocks, thankfully. He's awesome. He's like, he loves it. But um, anyway, uh, listen, I have to go, surely. So I just see this question. I just want to answer it before I leave. So Yes, here. The sure question I... is, what's better, guys, individual stocks or ETFs? Lloyd, can you tell us more about what you mentioned about diversification? I think Tony would agree, and you agree, Phil, that for most people in this group who aren't prepared to put in the work or the effort or the or uninterested either and don't have that 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 desire to look at companies in detail and understand the numbers and do all that stuff, that doesn't juice you up then you probably definitely shouldn't be doing individual companies and you should just go for the S&P 500, VU. Like, like that is so sensible. It's so sensible that Warren Buffett even says, man, just flip and do that. He's, he's done tons of interviews where he's actually told you what to do. Just that we're too egotistical to listen to him. So, I tell people all the time, S&P yeah. 500. Yeah, I, I think if so. You, like, yeah, you'll get rich <laughs> investing in VTI or VU or SPY. Yeah, yeah. It's just going to take longer, thing. that's all. You can make big moves with individual stocks, but you have to be, you have to understand the business only because of when it falls, like what happened to Alibaba recently, like I had to understand that business well enough so that when it cut down by 30 or 40%, I lost a couple hundred thousand. I didn't freak out about it. 
That's the key to learning about individual companies. If you can deal with that, your, your stock falling by up to 50%, you're good. But if you can't deal with that and you haven't done your homework, you're going to freak out, panic, and you're going to shoot yourself in the foot. So I would say for this whole group, I think it's pretty sensible to do S&P 500 and go and spend your time and your day figuring out how to make more bloody cash to put in your S&P 500. That's the, that's the truth. That's what people should be focused on. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. That answer the question. Yeah, that, yeah, uh, that pretty much answers. And the you're question. already diversified too. You have 500 companies. Um, it doesn't give you time. So it takes no it's time. Just, That's okay, kind of every I'm day. Uh, you can automate it so that it just takes it all the time, and you yeah. don't have to worry about it. Fuck, man! It Simplify your life. When I was younger, when I first started, I had to give like a stool sample to get a fucking broker account opened up, <laughs> and then there was no such thing as ETFs. <laughs> I was like, what? You know, or so you, or uh, fractional shares either. Nothing, you have to buy the full nothing. share. Yeah, guys, fractional shares is such a game changer because you wow. don't need to buy four hundred dollars a week or a month of a stock of a Amazing. ETF. Now. It's actually too good, Tony. It's too good that people will go into it so easily that they just don't even appreciate. It. So they'll just they oh, ignore, yeah, yeah. oh no, I bought a new pair of shoes with it and blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, it's too easy now. It's too accessible, right? There's so much you can do now. You can use Acorns. You can, there's so many different apps to invest yeah. that do everything for you. And you could do $5 at a time. Like there's no excuse. Yeah. Like, but I did, this, I did my workshop on micro-investing. And I got to tell you, the amount of people, even after the workshop that didn't take action is that would astound you. The, at the fear that grips most beginners is so great. It's so, because of risk, oh, I'm going to lose it. It's so great that yeah. you prevent yeah. doing anything. Even at a micro level, it's bizarre. And people also don't understand technology so good, that, you know, so as well as what we think. They get stuck because they're going to Acorns like, oh, what portfolio? What? Oh, oh, I can't, oh, they're telling my funny account amount. Gone. Then they won't open it back up. Yeah, yeah. so right. true. So listen, I'm gonna I'm at the jet, uh, but love All you right. guys, and uh, let's let's do this let's collab on this thing. Let's bring this group up together, and let's do a special episode, and we'll talk yeah. about that. It's, I love um, it, man. Sounds great. great. Yeah, awesome. All right. All well, right, man. Thanks for joining. Care, Lloyd. Have a good week. Have a good you week. Right. Yeah. No, he said it perfectly. That a lot of people are fearful in the beginning and i was one of them i understand that and i'm here when you put money in and you see it drop you're like what am i doing like what, what's going on uh you got to go through a couple of those as a new investor you got to see the market drop a couple times and uh you know in the last couple of years i've seen it drop huge amounts <laughs> but i've also seen it come back up huge amounts and then that gives you hope and it gives you discipline when you go through that a couple of times um, so you just got to stick it out. You got to stick it out. You could use Acorns, uh, amazing app. Well, simply uh, in Canada. Simply Acorns. We should drop, you know what? You got one of those links. You should drop it in there for the Canadian friends in the yeah. group. And I'll drop right. my Acorns link for the American friends in the group. And um, so get on those. You, if you use our links, you'll get a uh, free $5 invested into your account to start out. Um, at least for the acorn and the public that you use i'm not sure about the one i give i have to double check i think that. so yeah i think so um for i think so for yours too but i mean don't wait just get like warren buffett says uh the best time invest to invest was yesterday the next best time to invest is today so you can't really time the market you just got to go for it 
and uh, check out my course on investing for um, beginners to if you're at a very novice level and you're confused on what to do, I start out talking about the basic terminology and we start right from square one. So you can check that out as well. But I think we're pretty much uh, wrapped up, right, Phil? Yeah, I just want to promote Lloyd stuff. So it's Money Grows yeah, on Trees. Yeah. Uh, it's the podcast, uh, LloydJRoss.com, if you want to check out his book, Money Grows on Trees, where he talks about how he planted multiple money trees, doing a side hustle, uh, investing and using his day job. He talks all about that. He breaks it down. Uh, it is a book that I need to reread. Um, I have it. I need to reread it f- just so that I can be reacquainted with it. It's one of those books you you, f- you have to revisit every year. He has a new book coming out as well, Money Makes You Happy or something along those lines. Looking forward to getting a copy of that. Um, but yeah, Money Grows on Trees, amazing podcast, guys. I am I get to listen to these episodes before everybody else and get ahead of everyone and all the listeners. And it's, it's flying up the charts. So it's worth your time to listen. Cause I learned so much from it. So do make sure you go ahead and subscribe to it on Spotify. Money grows on trees, the podcast. It's, it's the best place for you to learn and increase number your, one uh, in Australia, right? Yeah. Number, number one. one in Australia for financial IQ, meaning that he helps you bring up your level of uh, intelligence when it comes to finances. So how to make money, how to invest, how to uh, get your money, your mindset, right? If you want to learn how to properly do stuff with the stocks, you go check out Tony's stock bros podcast. That is, that is a phenomenal piece of uh, asset Thank for you guys sure. to long. And Phil helped out with both of our podcasts and he's the, the main producer on Lloyd's. And we've both been in the top 100 for our countries So at yeah. one point. So if you need help with a podcast, DM uh, Phil. And um, because podcasting is a lot of work, because uh, there's a lot of back stuff, not just talking on this, uh, I'm coming out with a course for automation. I'm hoping to have it complete in the next two weeks and up and running so that people can buy it and automate their podcast. Uh, so it's a awesome, lot less man. work for you guys but yes and if you have any interest in learning how to be a digital entrepreneur how to make money online i interview them on my podcast invest in yourself the digital entrepreneur podcast found on all major platforms and uh, please go ahead and subscribe there it'd be great uh but that is the show for today unless tony has something else he wants to add no that's all awesome ladies and gentlemen i want to thank you all for listening uh remember to be smart with your investments and uh think long term and uh, yeah. we need to we we need to find a, a sign off for this show. We have to figure. Yeah, out oh, yeah, we gotta, That's what we gotta do. We gotta take a poll for that in the group. Yes, we're gonna do a poll because you guys picked out the name, and every time I tell someone the name of the show, they're like, "It is a fantastic name." <laughs> so you guys oh, yeah, are doing definitely. amazing. So we're gonna figure. Definitely. We're gonna put a poll out in the group, and you guys can decide on how we should end the show. But with that, guys and girls and everyone in between, thank you so much, and have a great week. Mm-hmm.